0: Amen. Welcome everyone. So glad you are here today. Welcome to everyone who is watching online and uh, I won't shout them out but we got a whole group of Air Force Academy cadets here. So glad to have you guys here today as well. Amen. Praise God. I want to just tell you if you missed last Sunday, I'm telling you, you missed it and you should repent and go watch it. It wasn't (laughs) It wasn't me preaching. It was our guest, John Pudiate and Pudiati, I guess is the way you pronounce it. Um, his grandfather was in a head hunting tribe, and and Jesus, the message of Jesus came to a head hunting tribe in southern China, northern India. Revolutionized his grandfather's life that gave birth to his father, and now to John, an international organization that prints Bibles and produces Bibles in many, many, many different languages to bring. the good news to a hurting, lost, and dying world. It is a phenomenal story. And then, men, here is your big sign. Here is your clue. Next Sunday is Mother's Day, and uh, plan it. Prepare for it. Do something now. Get it together. Don't show up. Oh, I forgot to get the kids to get a card. Take the kids. Get a card. Have them make something. Um, she'll say. Now, I'm just going to talk. Ladies just go, no, 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 She'll say, oh, I don't need anything this year. No, I, I'm, I'm fine. I don't want you to do anything. It'll be all right. And then when you don't do anything, you told me. Don't listen to them. Just do it. All right? And we're going to have a message called, go back one, we're going to have a message called Unstoppable Women, because women have made the church what it is today, they are leaders in the church, and unstoppable women make us an unstoppable church, and all the men said, amen. And then two weeks from today, I'm not going to talk to you all. I'm going in and I'm teaching rock kids and we're talking about unstoppable kids and I am bribing your children. I am bribing your children that they need to get there because I'm giving them a free t-shirt. Can't tell you what that is. That's secret evidence. Can't get it until you get there and don't come up to me. My son and my daughter wasn't there last Sunday. Can they they get a shirt? Yes, you can buy it for five dollars, but that Sunday it's free. All right. And it's a special message that we are doing to emphasize the value of kids, the value in the kingdom of God that kids are. And uh, you're going to have a great message in here as well. All right, let's dive into this Sunday. We are talking about unstoppable community in part four, that community and the fellowship of the believers. Our foundational text, Jesus said in Mark, or Matthew chapter 16, upon this rock, I will build my church upon the rock of Jesus Christ. And he said, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And that word unstoppable means to be impossible, to stop or prevent, cannot be surpassed and unbeatable. Rock Family Church, you are unbeatable. Nothing can stop you. And when we come together in unstoppable community and we build that community together, we grow and we will step and walk in that unstoppable promise that Jesus gave to us. Now, a survey was done of church-going people, and they were asked the question, what is the number one reason that you attend church? And I was, I was, I was sad by their answer, because people are jacked up by their answer, because here was the number one response. Number one, people, number one reason people come to church is they said to worship God. Now you say, what kind of pastor are you, pastor, that you would say that that's the wrong answer? I can worship God under a tree, I can worship God at home, as some of you are still worshiping from there as well. And we love you and and value you. Someday you're going to come back, though, because we're going to get through all this COVID stuff. And then there will be no more cootie chairs. We are going to set people to people to people to people, all right? We're going to fill this house up. But I I can worship God. I worship God, and I put my headphones in when I'm at Lifetime. I can worship God at home, I can worship God at work, I can worship God in the car. I can worship I can worship God everywhere. I think the number one reason we come to church is to get the hand and the foot and the elbow and the knee and get all the parts of the body together and corporately worship him and, and learn and grow. But it's about our connectivity. Yeah. It's about the thigh bone attaching to the hip bone and the hip bone connected to the backbone and the backbone. And, it, and it's about our connectivity and it's about our relationship. Because if it's not about relationship, then, then, then why come together? Why, why, why drive across town to come worship? It's about our connectivity that we come together and we see God work. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 5, it says, So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Look at the person beside you and say, I need you. I didn't say I want you, husbands and wives, just I said I need you. Okay? Jesus Jesus had, had this insight on our relationships, and he said in Matthew twelve twenty five, he said every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy he comes to break us apart tear us apart whether that's in marriages that's in families that's in churches he knows that if he can divide and conquer and that that so what is our solution what is the resolution i love philippians chapter 2 out of the message bible it says if you've gotten anything out of all in following christ if his love if his love has made any difference in your life if being In the community of the spirit means anything to you. If you have a heart, if you care, watch what he says, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep, spirited friends. I love that. It's not just, hi, how are you? God bless you. Hi, how are you? God bless you. Hi, how are you? God bless you. Okay, I'm going to go back to my little car now. That's not church. That's not church. Deep, spirited, doing life together kinds of friendship. He said, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Hallelujah. It's about helping each other. It's about preferring one another. It's about doing life together. And so what I want to share with you is, is, is what this life of connectivity does. And here's the thing that we haven't realized or, or, or the, the enemy has deceived us in, is the enemy says, if you get ahead and I'm behind, that means you're winning and I'm losing. But the reality is the hand is connected to the arm and the arm is connected to the body. And when the arm helps the hand reach and succeed, then guess what? The whole body succeeds. When I can can reach up and I grab hold and I pull myself up, I help the hand reach. The arm helped the hand do what the hand needs to do. And yes, the hand got to the edge first, but the hand... Whatever man sows will come back to reap. The hand then says, and I climb up over that obstacle. The, I help the hand reach, and then watch this. The hand helped me reach. Yes. So when you win, I win. When I win, I'm actually helping you win. We're not jealous of each other. So as we talk about why do we need this community, let me give you five community needs. Number one, if you're taking notes, I need people who will walk with me. Life was not meant to be alone. Life is a team sport. We are meant to do life together. In Matthew 4, Jesus said these words. He called out to them and he says, come, follow me. He said, I'll make you fishers of men, but come and follow me. He didn't, say, he didn't say, hey, this is what you should do. Hey, I came from God, and you should go that way. He said, come along. In Genesis chapter 2 and 18, it says it is not good for man to be alone. This is God speaking about Adam's condition and state. And yes, he created woman from Adam's rib, but this isn't just a state about marriage. This is a state about humanity. And if you are lonely, it is a choice and a decision. There are 7 billion people on the earth, yet people still feel alone. People are married, and they still feel alone or isolated. And so we need to be intentional. Why? Because we were created to be social beings. When God said this, he knew that he had put in the DNA of of mankind... A, a, he, we were made in his likeness and image. God created us not to be slaves, but to be his friend, to, to have relationship. We're created in his likeness. God is a social being, and we are a social people. And so we, we need to do that. So why do, we, why do we need to walk together? There's three reasons on your notes. Number one, it's, it's safer. It's just safer. Now, Drew... Brandon, come up here. I need need you guys. Come up here. I just just need two mild-mannered, mediocre-looking men. Stand really close right here. I will walk down any dark alley with these two. Okay? I'm not scared. I'm not intimidated. I don't care who's down there. I'm like, you met my friends? All right, watch this. What if I told you these men are as strong spiritually as they are physically? I need spiritual friends that look like this, all right? I don't need some dried up little, you know, I want to live for God kind of friend. I need, I I live for God. That's the kind of friend I need because it's safer, because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I need friends that when I'm looking this way, I need Brandon, who's watching my back. And when I'm looking this way, I need Drew, who's got my back. We need each other. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Number two, it's supportive. It's supportive. An old Zambian proverb says this. It says, when you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. You help me run further. I want to help you run further. And in that connectivity of those relationships. And number three, it's smarter. It's just smarter. That God has given us our, our, our family, our physical family, that they have the, our, our looks and our likeness and, and, and our heritage and our physical DNA. But God's also given us a spiritual family. And that as we come together in, as family units and family cores, and, and especially here in Colorado Springs, so many people don't have your, your immediate family doesn't all live near you. And so we need, we need spiritual grandparents. We need spiritual coaches. We need spiritual brothers and spiritual sisters. and We need spiritual sons and spiritual daughters. And we come together and we help each other and we esteem and we value one another. Amen. Hebrews 10.25 gives us this challenge. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So guess what? You encourage one another. So, so I, I don't know, Tim's here somewhere, Tim's in my small group, and, and Tim had missed two weeks of small group, and I hadn't seen Tim at church. So I reached out to Tim. Tim, I missed you. How are you doing? Are you okay? Tim says, I've been on vacation. Good. I'm glad you went on vacation, but I just wanted to make sure that you hadn't dropped off into some dark hole in the bottom of the deep in this earth and you thought that nobody cared. I want relationships. We need the the accountability of relationships helps us run better and run stronger. Why? Because community is God's answer to loneliness. If you're lonely, God has an answer it's called community. It's made up of two words, common unity. And those two words, the early church got. Those two words, they understood that there was a commonality and there was a unity of the faith. Look what it says in Acts chapter 2. It says every day, not Sunday mornings, one day out of seven we gathered together. Every day they continued to meet together. And they met in the temple courts, They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. We need to share and do life together. You see, a lost art in our culture is this. When is the last time you invited people over to your home for coffee, for dessert, or for a barbecue? When is the last time you've been invited anywhere? When is the last time that maybe after church or you're, you're mingling, you're wandering out, you're waiting in the lobby, that you see somebody and you kind of know them because you sit in the same section, you sit in the same row pretty much all the time, and you know them, but you don't know them because you never really ask their name and you don't really know their name, and, but, but what if you just said, hey, uh, this Sunday or next, we're going to go across the street and catch a Wendy's hamburger would you want to go? And we just have this rule here at Rock, just go Dutch. So then it's not weird. And was like, who's going to pay? I don't know. Are you offering to pay? If you're offering to pay, I'll go. But if you're not offering to pay, I'm not going. (laughs) Just go Dutch. Just keep it simple. But what if you just said, hey, let's get together. What if mom's picking up your kiddo's at, at, at preschool. What if you said, hey, wow, our kids, our kids, your kids are having a great time. Hey, would you want to get together for a play date? Meet at the park. Meet out here at the, at the uh, uh, little area right out here in front of the church and let the kids play on the jungle gym stuff. Building those relationships. Number two, I need people who will work with me. God has given us a plan and he's given us a purpose, and he's given us things to accomplish. And it takes us working together to do that. You see, we can accomplish more together than we can alone. A week ago yesterday, we have a family that's moving from South Africa to Colorado Springs, and, and they had a shipping container come into Houston, and, and Dion went and picked it up in a 24-foot truck. And I was pretty blown away. Some guys in the, on our small group went and helped. Guys uh, from staff and some other small groups went and helped. And I told them the record for unloading a 24-foot truck was about 60 minutes. Well, we had an advantage on this one because the house is still having work done and they were just going to unload the truck into the garage. In 18 minutes, they had a 24 pack to the gills truck unloaded, nothing broken. That's the miracle. (laughs) But watch this. What 12 to 14 guys could do in 20 minutes would have taken Dion and his two daughters who are here, his wife and other kiddos, haven't come yet, would have taken them days to try and, and do. We can do so much together than we can individually. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. It helps the other parts accomplish. And so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Ecclesiastes 4.9 nine tells us that two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. You were born not for you to succeed. You were born to help one another succeed. And as I help you win, you help me win. And together we can accomplish more as a church, as the body comes together, than any one of us can on our own in this city. You see, community is God's answer To fatigue. If you're tired, if you're worn out, guess what? You might need some more friends. You might need to expand your community. And Galatians chapter 6, it says, Every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of the faith. Where do we do? How, do? how do we do that? We work for the benefit of all. We work to help one another benefit each other. We work to help each other grow. And we start with those who are close to. We start right here in Rock Family Church. And then we, we take that fellowship and we take that community and we expand it beyond the walls of this church, beyond the bounds of the relationships of this church, and we take it to people out in the world. Because here's what, here's what every human being outside of these walls are asking. Because it's the question that we all ask. Does anyone care? Yes. Am I loved? Yes. Am I accepted? Right. Who's, who's my tribe? Where's my group of people? Who's going to stand with me in the middle of a storm? And they're looking for friends. That's why it is said that 82% who are invited to church by a friend will say yes because they are hungry and looking for relationships. I need people to walk with me, work with me, and I need people who will fight for me. I need people who stand up, defend, protect, and fight the good fight of faith with me. I need people that are going to pray for me. You need people that are going to to stand in the gap for you. You need people that when you're going through a battle and a struggle, they say, hey, I got your back. You need people that when you feel weak, they they put one arm under your arm and another one under your other arm, and they say, we're going to see you through this time. We need people that will fight for us and stand with us. Philippians 2.4. Don't look out for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You see... How many of you have somebody come and watch your pets when you go on vacation? Can I see your hand? Put your hands up. This isn't a trick question. Okay, put them down. How many of you don't even have pets and you ask a neighbor, hey, we're gonna be gone, uh, watch my house? How many of you ask your, your, your neighbors or someone to watch your house, or family members to watch your house? You know what's crazy? We'll have people watch our house and watch our pets, but we won't ask people to watch our soul. What if we said, hey, would you watch my soul? Hey, would you? Would you, would you I, I really wrestle with, with impatience, and I just get a little bit kind of wound up on things. I want to look for somebody that has patience. I'm going to go to that friend that has patience, and I'm going to say, hey, I need to be accountable to you. I need you to watch my soul on impatience. Maybe you have an anger problem and, and you're wrestling with anger. You need people to watch your soul that can say, hey, hey, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Bring it down, buddy. Bring it down. I need people to watch my soul. I need people to call me out if they say, hey, you're getting a little prideful or arrogant. Hey, you're getting a little sarcastic. Hey, that comment wasn't really, didn't seem like that was a comment in love. And You said it in jest and fun, but it felt like it had a, had a knife behind it. We need one another to call us out and to teach us and to grow us. We need people that will have our back. Jesus said in Matthew eighteen nineteen, if we're going to fight together, he said, I tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it. If two of you will agree here on earth, for two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am among them. There's that fight of coming together and that fight of standing together and standing in the good fight of faith. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Life is a team sport and community is God's answer to defeat. If you feel like the enemy is kicking your tail, you need to expand your gene pool of friends. You need to grow in your relationships. Ecclesiastes 4.10 says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Number four, I need people who will cry with me. Men, this is for us too. I need people who will cry with me. You say, well, I, I'm not really into pity parties, and I, I, it's just not my thing. I need people who will walk with me through the crisis of life. And one thing I see is, as a pastor is I see two, way too many people suffering alone. They're suffering by themselves they're looking and they're suffering because there's no one to, to surround them. They feel like they're isolated in this world. And the enemy says, nobody cares, nobody loves, why bother? Yeah. And then he even ultimately even leads them for people to commit and take their own life. Why would somebody do that? Because they believe the lies that nobody cares. Nobody wants them. Nobody cares if they would be alive or dead. And so we have to defeat that lie. The Bible says that love never fails. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8 says, You should be like one big family, full of sympathy toward each other. When we get bad news, we need people in our life. We need people that will stand with us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 26 says, If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. Why? Because that's the biblical model, and the whole body of Christ is to do the work of the ministry together, and, and we sometimes we say, I don't, I don't know what to do. That, it's obvious they're having a bad day. It's obvious they're going through a difficult time. It's obvious I, 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 they, I've asked them what's going on, and they just won't tell me, but they're just being really mean and ugly right now. Maybe they're just hurting. Can I show you how the body of Christ works? body of Christ works. When my son was about two years old, I was racing him down the hallway in our house, and we're both barefoot, and he gets to the end of the hall and is going to turn to his bedroom, and he stops, and my left foot rams right into the back of that little two-year-old heel. My little toe on the left foot I look down, fire shut up in my bones and f- pain, pain. Wah, 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 wah. And I look down, and my little toe is going off sideways of my foot. To the rest of my body, look what you did now, stupid. Well, you really messed that up. I told you to be careful. Why don't you just go pray about it? Now, what does the body do? You say, I don't know what to do. Look at what our physical body does. Our physical body, when that little toe is hanging off sideways, hand, hand says, I want to hold you. (laughs) The other hand says, I want to hold you too. The leg says, says, hey, I got the big (laughs) butt. You, you don't have to walk. We'll balance on one foot. And then I hop back to my bedroom, and I flop on the bed. My voice says, I want to get involved. Cam! Cam, call 911! The eyes say, you didn't see what you thought you saw. That was a mirage. We should look again. So the, 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 the eyes tell the brain to tell the hands, let him go, let him go, let him go. And, and when they let him go, the little toe's back. And then the brain says, see, I told you. And all of a sudden the little toe goes, oh. and sags off sideways again. <laughs> then voice got more involved. Kim! Hands said, help! My children are interceding on the floor. My wife comes in, what is happening? Call 911, babe, this is a crisis. At that moment, if she had said, let me just get some scissors and cut it off, at that moment, I probably would went, okay, I think that would feel better. But when people are hurting, we don't need to cut them off, we need to pull them in. Okay, now the rest of the story, yes, that's good. I love my wife and she's over in the 50s connection right now and when she was being created in heaven before she was in her mother's womb she's going down the assembly line and she's getting grace and peace and wisdom and confidence and 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 came to compassion for children and man the angels just like chuck, 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 chuck. and the next one was compassion for husband and as. <laughs> As the conveyor belt went forward, you know, it's just like, the angel went, and then it moved on by. She got no compassion for husband. It was gone. She's bankrupt because here's what she says. Here's what she says. Stop it. She goes, we haven't met our deductible. It's going to cost us $500. Get the car. We're going to the ER. She says, we're not paying $500 just to walk in that room for them to put tape on your toe. She walks to our medicine cabinet, brings out the white athletic tape, tosses it on the bed. She goes, just tape that toe to the other foot. That's all they're going to do. Let's go. <laughs> we're going out for Taco, Taco Bell. Watch how the body defended the hurting, broken one literally for probably 10 days. I couldn't wear a shoe for five to six days. My foot swells, toes, you know, radical. For the next 10 days, my body says, we're going to keep the weight off of you. We're not going to put any pressure on you. We're not going to pressure you to do anything. We're not going to run. We're not going to climb. We're not going to jump. In fact, you know what, Toe? We're going to elevate you. And we're going to just let you have some time to heal to renew, to restore. And we're going we're gonna to stay with you until you have your strength back. Because we know when that little toe is working, then we can run. And then we can flourish once again. That's how the body functions together. Amen? Community, on your notes, we got to wrap it up. Community is God's answer to despair. When we're going through those difficult times of life. Community is God's answer to despair. Romans chapter 12 and verse 15, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Amen. That is so, good. so on your notes is a friend question. The friend question is this, if you just won a million dollars in a sweepstakes contest, who would you call? Like, you just, it's, is this real? And they're like, yes. And they're at your door with the camera and they hand you the check and the, this is not a gag. You just won a million dollars. And if you go, if I called them, they'd be jealous. Oh, if I called them, they really wouldn't care. If I called, who could you call that would go, I'm so happy for you. I'm celebrating with you. I want to come over. I want to see the check. I want to to hear all about it. I want to see the video. I want to celebrate life with you because I'm your friend and I believe in you and I'm so excited that you got an advancement. You got that raise. You got that bonus. But then who? Who do you call when you get a diagnosis that that little ache in your body stage four cancer. Who do you call? They wouldn't pray. They wish I was dead. Who do you have in your circle? That will tell you if your family, friend circle is full or if it's empty. We need to grow there. First Thessalonians 5. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are all ready doing. The last reason for community today, number five, I need unstoppable community is I need people who will partner with me. I need people to partner with me. I need people to do life together with. That we're on a mission from God and, and as we come together, we can do more together than we can ourselves. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27 says, you are working together and struggling side by side to get others to believe this good news. And then I'm not going to take time to read it, but in Luke chapter 5, Jesus had borrowed one of his to be, disciples to be. They weren't his disciples, Peter's boat. And he borrowed Peter's boat. And, and, and know this, whenever you give something to God, whenever you offer up a sacrifice to God, God will always reward you and bless you. And he was, Jesus was thankful for the use of his boat so he could push away, so he could talk to the masses more. And when they rowed back into shore and Jesus got out, he looked at Peter. He said, Peter, he said, push out, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. And Peter said, Master, um, we've been out fishing all night. We've, we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. And, 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 and Master, this is not the time to go fishing. The fish aren't biting this time. But then Peter said this, nevertheless, at your word, I will. He pushed out, let down his nets. Watch this. He gave his boat to Jesus, and Jesus filled his boat. The nets were so full, and they're starting to pull it in. Their nets are beginning to break. And look what verse 7 says a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Watch this. When you give to God, God will bless you, prosper you, so that your household will be blessed, but so that you can bless your partners too. That you have more than enough for yourself that you say, hey, the goodness of God is so good come on. Come over here. God has blessed me and I want to be a blessing to you. And when you have a partner in life and the load and the burden, the fish is starting to sink us. It's too much. It's too big of a battle and a struggle. You call for your friends and your partners in life come and they do life with you and they help you achieve what you couldn't do on your own. Community is God's answer to significance. You want to do something significant in this world? Get some partners in your life. Get some people surrounded around you. I want my life to count. I want my life to make a difference. I want you to get connected in relationships. I want you to get connected in friendships. I want you to be intentional. We have the last five Sundays we've had 20s Connect, 30s Connect, 40s Connect, 50s Connect during this service. We invite you. 60s Connect is next week. And we've got the men's breakfasts coming up. We have ladies' events that are coming up. We have small groups that you can join. Well, Pastor, I've looked at your little small group menu. A lot of them aren't on there because they're full, and we so we don't list them to tease you. But, Pastor, I, I don't see a small group that I want to go to. Because what I want to go to is, and you name what, what that thing is that you want to study, do or read or or... or Having a small group. And here's what I would say to you with a big smile on my face. And we'll look right in the camera, the rest of you can look at the screens. I would say thank you for starting that small group and talking with Pastor Aaron. Woo! Because if it's something you want to read, you want to study, if it's a kind and type of small group that you want to have of accountability in life, then guess what? I'll bet you there's other men, there's other couples, there's other women that would gladly want that relationship too. So be bold, be brave, start a small group. You say, well, I didn't know if we were starting small groups. We're starting small groups all the time. We've just determined there's not a season. There's not like, we're starting, we're done. Small groups is how we function here. Doing life together is how we function. Teamwork makes the dream work. Let's fill in your blanks so you're happy when you go home. Teamwork is the ability to work together towards a common vision. Towards a common vision. Teamwork is the willingness to sacrifice for the benefit of the team. And teamwork is the avenue that allows common people to attain uncommon results. And teamwork is less of me and more of we. Amen. Will you stand to your feet with me? Yeah. I want every person here, I want you to put your stuff down. And, and I'm, I'm going to take a secret, secret poll, a secret survey. I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads just for 30 seconds, nobody look around. I want to know how many people in this room would say, my circle of friends, my circle of covenant brothers or covenant sisters or covenant couples is lacking. And I could use at least one more or I could use 10 more I'm gonna ask you right now just to raise your hand just really high, just for 10 seconds. Hold it up. You say, I need to expand my circle of influence. Cool. Okay, put it down. You can put it down now. I would tell you, you can look up. I would tell you, over 40% of the people in this room said, I need more friends. So, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna invite somebody to lunch. You're gonna say, you know what? Maybe not this week, but let's plan on next week. Hey, could we grab a coffee? We're going to get together men to men, women to women. We're going to, we're going to build those friendships. We're going to start a small group, find a small group, go to a small group. We're going to go to connect. We're going to go to the men's breakfast. We're going to make and build relationships. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for each one of these men and women of God. Thank you for those that are watching from home. And God, I pray you see and know the heart cry that they need, desire, and want more friends. So God, do what you can do. Intersect our lives with those of like, taste, kind, flavors, whatever it is. The connect fishermen with fishermen. Connect, connect mamas with mamas. Connect uh, those of, of like and kind uh, personalities. Lord, help us to build those friendships so that we can truly have an unstoppable community that's a part of this unstoppable church. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 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 Before we go. in the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy, there are 613 laws. And the one promise that the old covenant, the old, the old covenant has is that if a man or a woman could live and fulfill all 613 laws, they would be considered perfect, and they would qualify. have a relationship with God, and they would qualify to go to heaven. But see, God didn't give us the law as the path to get to heaven. He gave us the law to help us recognize the need and the insufficiency in ourselves and the need for a savior. But here's what God is saying. God is saying there's a test, and there's 613 questions, And it is a pass or fail. If you miss one, if you miss one, you're doomed. And you miss heaven and you go to hell. Who's willing to take the test? But here's what what God said. Instead of you taking the test, I had my son take the test. And he scored a perfect score. He got them all. He was sinless on this earth. And he became the sacrifice for our sins. And here's what I'm willing to do versus you taking the test because I'm just going to tell you, you've already flunked 597 of them. You've already failed the test. Instead of taking your score, I'm willing to let my son's score be put where your name goes. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. Will you take the son score of my son? And that's what God asked. Will you accept the gift of life in Jesus Christ? Will you say, God, I can't do it on my own. I need to take Jesus' score. Amen. That's all he's asking. And what I'm asking you is if you need to take his score today. You say, I'm insufficient. I've tried it on my own, but I need Jesus and I need his score. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and someone will come and pray with you right where you stand. Don't do this. Don't go boom, boom. Don't be popcorn. Pop up. Do this. Do this. I need Jesus, and hold it up until someone gets there. Amen? Last service, we had six people make decisions for Jesus Christ. Amen? Here we go. We want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate you taking Jesus' score today. Here we go. One, two, three. Raise that hand really high. There's one right there. There's two right there. That's three. Anybody else? Anybody else? Raise that hand really high. Anybody else? Praise God, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed the service. If you live here in Colorado Springs or you're going to be in the city, I hope that you'll come and experience the service firsthand. And for those of you that are enjoying the ministry and you're being fed to on a weekly basis, I invite you to partner with us financially and make an investment into the mission and the vision of Rock Family Church. And lastly, if you've never made a commitment and a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, would you make that decision today? Why wait till tomorrow? Why wait till next weekend? I dare you to pray this prayer with me. Would you close your eyes? Would you pray this prayer with me and repeat it? It goes like this. Pray this with me. Say, dear God, forgive me of all of my sins and mistakes. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I invite him to be the Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me and forgiving me. My life is now in your hands. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hey, thanks for making that commitment. Will you email us at info at rockfamilychurch.com. Tell us about your new decision to stand up big and live strong for Jesus Christ. We'd love to celebrate with you. God bless you guys. We'll see you next weekend.